sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Before he ascended into heaven, Jesus told his apostles to go make disciples, to baptize them and to teach them, to teach them to observe all that he had done and all that he had handed on to them, all he had taught them as his apostles. And those men did that throughout their lives. And they handed on that same authority to make disciples, to baptize, and to teach to their successors, the bishops, who have been doing just that for the last 2,000 years. Our spiritual fathers have been teaching us what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. But what have our spiritual fathers today been telling us? What have our recent popes been teaching us about what it means to be a Christian? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's episode, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. SFCatholic.org. I'm joined in studio. I didn't have you say the address this time. Did you realize I, that? I said it so you, great last time. I out, can't believe you, that. You, you did it really well last time. I just, you, frankly, I, the time. You don't want me to show you up. That's what it is. Uh, no, I'm not really worried about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the reason I usually throw that to you to do is just to make sure you're paying attention. Oh, you want to see if I'm, yeah, if yeah. I'm awake yeah. over here? Because, you know, you might be like some of those TV personalities who are <laughs> checking their phone until the camera goes to I don't even have them. my phone in here. Good evening, John. It's good to be here. <laughs> I have no so idea what you just said sure. or right, anything. Right, right. Just, you know, you are uh, a professional and that is what professionals do. I've seen it. I'm not that kind of professional. Not, there you go. I'm I'm the good kind. You're a, you're a you're a professional. Who cares? That's right. That's right. I care okay. about the people across from me. That's right. You, be where you are. That's right. That's right. This Isn't that in the Bible somewhere? Mm. Be where you are. This has nothing to do. We're, we're <laughs> rapidly going off the rails. So, oh boy, we're two minutes in. It's my fault. Okay, <clears throat> no Jesus' fault. Brittany, last week we looked at in, in the, the the vein of how I opened the show. We looked last week um, at a little bit of Pope Francis's apostolic exhortation, "The Joy of the Gospel." Mm -hmm. My intention, my original intention, was to look this week at Pope Benedict's one of his um, documents. God is love, Deus Caritas mm -hmm. asked. We're gonna have to wait with that because I didn't really we didn't really get very far. That's all my fault. It's not your fault. It seems like something that is very unlike you to take forever <laughs> to get through a topic. I mean That's because there's so much to be you say that like it's every, a bad thing. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Do that, but not the necessarily. Series? What if somebody's new listening to ignition? Okay. Then I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Okay. Now listen. <laughs> Just yeah. go, what? just just what? go on on the SF Diocese YouTube page, and see how many episodes are in the Mass series of Ignition, and you'll be like, "How is that possible?" I mean, Mass is an hour long, but how are what are we on like twenty? I'm not sure. Somewhere uh, like that. I've lost track. It's 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 an obscene number of episodes. I object point. to it. Is, it is literally not obscene. <laughs> It is literally, okay. it's the opposite of obscene. It's a hilarious number of episodes. That's fair. <laughs> okay. 
when there's something. But it's great. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack just a little bit. It's so great. Why is it great, Renee? Because you really you really are doing everyone a service in dissecting the mass and making it mean something. Right. More right. than I, maybe it does that particular day to yeah. them. And I, I I want to I totally get why you use the term that you just did. Dissecting? I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to repl- <laughs> use a different term. Do you know why Why I don't? Because so that's a scientific kind of and what little else? colder. What, what, what do you dissect? Oh, dead things? Yeah. It's not a live thing. I mean, it's not a dead thing. It's definitely it's not, a live it's thing. It's definitely a live <laughs> And it's sort of, whenever I, I picture, you know, the, uh, the scientist have, with the, the white, white lab coat. coat and uh, uh, Frankly, it's more of a doctor kind of thing, looking at the charts and making notations and being very... You know, looking actually, what I picture is what we did in biology when in high school, and you know, you're digging into the frog, and so I'm thinking that. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay, well, so sure, that's dissection. Well, I know, but I mean, like, even dissect. Okay, that's yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, you've heard me actually recently use this image. It's it's like a um, and the, there's a term. I learned this term several years ago, but I love it. It's a museum docent. The oh, docent yeah. is yeah. the person who, in the museum, points out the what's lost on me, as you've heard me say before, the incredible detail and symbolism that's present in great art. Well, that is fancy, a fancier term. I like that better. Yeah. Docent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a docent is somebody who, when you go to a, an art museum points out, so you see why they use the color they did, what this little swirl of the brush, if it's a painting means and all these little nuances and details that for those of us who are not experts in art mm-hmm. or don't, don't have an intuitive sense for getting that sort of thing. Come on, you're such a skeptic. Jeez. So um, we only. I'm a questioner. (laughs) That is good. Yes. That's different than a cynic, though, or a skeptic. I I don't think I'm a cynic. Okay. I don't think. Um, I I could be wrong. (laughs) What does it have to do with Pope Francis, the Northern Gospel? Absolutely, it does. We only got three sentences in <laughs> yes, exactly. to this document. Literally I had three. you. No, we spent some time last. It might be li- worth listening to last week's episode um, because I, I, I had a lot of prefatory remarks yeah, about yeah. kind of teaching documents, lowercase inspired versus capital I inspired, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But I, I do want to, mm-hmm. after we finished last week's episode, I'm like, okay, do we want to go on? And you were really helpful with, I don't know, it's your show. Um <laughs> It's your show. You decide. I know. I think it's good too because you don't want to leave people on a cliffhanger. I know. So it's definitely a cliffhanger. I, I, mean, I mean, the first article only has four sentences and we only got three. We three get to three. Them. Yeah. You got to at least get that last sentence done and we can do that in 20 minutes. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so, Renee, what I'd like you to do, just because in case people, folks, if you didn't catch last week's episode, we're going to reread the first article and okay. I'm going to offer a super brief synopsis of what we talked about last week so we can get on to I sentence four. I might have four. to time you. All right. I, I got a timer. I'm looking at a timer okay. right now. So, Renee, article one of The Joy of the Gospel by Pope Francis. Okay. The joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all who encounter Jesus. Those who accept his offer of salvation are set free from sin, sorrow, inner emptiness, and loneliness. With Christ, joy is constantly born anew. In this exhortation, I wish to encourage the Christian faithful to embark upon a new chapter of evangelization marked by this joy, while pointing out new paths for the church's journey in years to come. Before you start, I have to say, he's missing some commas. That would make this reading a lot easier. Do you know what you're you're missing in your reading? You're reading... Some joy and enthusiasm. I'm trying to read it with missing commas and, and read it properly so it makes sense. 
I mean, seriously, it's a good thing before we started last time that I actually read it beforehand, right? But I'd have tripped over a couple places. Going on here. You know, yeah. I, get, I get that. So uh, the focus of this document, as English. the title uh, indicates, um, is the joy of the gospel. And and last in last week's episode, episode five eighty one, we talked about emphasize that it fills the hearts and minds of all those who encounter Jesus. So mm-hmm. it's it's a call for those of us who are Christian who have who do have a a real relationship, a lived relationship with Jesus. It's an invitation to deepen that because most of us can say, eh, not full yet. Right. But it's also to me a good reminder that one of the hallmarks of, of authentic Christianity is joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, in the second sentence that Jesus wants to save us from yes, ultimately sin, um, but not just sin by itself, also, its consequences, and Pope Francis names three of them, sorrow, inner emptiness, and loneliness. And we spent a lot of time talking about mm-hmm. the significance of the fact that Jesus wants to save us from inner emptiness and loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then just in the last couple of minutes of last week's episode, um, we touched on that third sentence, with Christ, joy is constantly born anew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it's, it's not, so just to... Um, say a little bit more about that and then we'll move on to sentence four. Um, with jo- with Christ, joy is constantly born anew. To be a Christian, so I, I think the, the, the one of the important things that this calls to my mind is the fact that my encounter with Jesus, okay, one of the most significant, significant encounters with Jesus in my life was early October of 1994. Okay. When I, as a college student at the University of Minnesota, I had a series of encounters with other people, uh, a, a couple other guys, um, evangelical campus missionaries, that literally changed my life, mm-hmm. literally changed the course of my mm-hmm. life. Um, Pope Francis says, with Christ, joy is constantly born anew. M- my joy in Christ is not just from an event that happened a long time 20, ago. A long time ago. <laughs> 29 years ago. Holy cow. 29 <laughs> years ago. I wasn't a thought yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did I ever ask you to turn your mic on? I can't. That's Elise from behind the cameras, ladies and gentlemen, 29 years ago. 29 years ago. Nor does it flow from the moment when I became his little brother, a fellow son of the father in my baptism, 50 years right. ago. Um, it, it started It started with my baptism. It was profoundly deepened uh, in, in my reversion, October of 94. But every day I seek to renew it. So it's a relationship. You know, um, my relationship with my wife, Jermaine, your relationship with your husband, Ryan, does not just go, uh, does not stop and start, start and stop on the day that we exchanged vows with our spouses. That's not a real relationship. No. Uh, That's decades ago in both of our cases. Um, So we're called in any relationship to continually deepen that relationship. Mm -hmm. And when we continually, regularly deepen our relationship with Jesus, this, the joy that comes from a relationship with him is always being born in you. It doesn't get stagnant and stale. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the puddle of water that sits in the summer and turns green and disgusting. (laughs) It's always being born anew. Mm -hmm. It's always being refreshed 
and revivified. Mm-hmm. It brings life again. Yeah. Okay, I thought you. Were- nope. Nope. Okay. All right. You're like you just you just want to get out of sentence four. I want to yeah make sure we actually do. <laughs> <laughs> so he says at the conclusion of Article One. Then in this exhortation. Um, missing comma, probably for you. Yep. I wish to encourage the Christian faithful to embark upon a new chapter of evangelization marked by this joy. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause there. So in this document, in this exhortation, I, Pope Francis, wish to encourage the Christian faithful to embark upon a new chapter of evangelization marked by this joy. So Pope Francis is not the first person to call for evangelization. No. We know that. Um, the, the, the quote unquote new evangelization has been been a hallmark of the modern popes. Mm-hmm. John Paul II one is, is the the pope who first used the term at, least, term at least as pope, but it really flows from the Second Vatican Council right. held in the 1960s. But that flows from what Jesus said to the apostles yes. back at the end of Matthew's yes. gospel. They didn't just invent it in the 60s. Correct. <laughs> they did not invent it in the 60s. Um, so he is encouraging us to embark upon a new chapter of evangelization marked by this joy. So marked by this joy. So this Christian joy that he, that we've been unpacking, that he's discussing already right away in the, in the first sentences of this, of this document. Basically, my brothers and sisters in Christ, Pope Francis is saying, when you are evangelizing, when you're evangelizing, do so with joy. Let this be a particular hallmark of how you evangelize. And I really think this is important, Renee, because there's all sorts. Of, so in our diocese, um, our diocesan vision mm-hmm. um, given um, by the Lord to Bishop, our Bishop, Bishop Donald LeGroot in prayer over three years ago, lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. Um, Pope Francis is saying that our evangelization should be marked with joy. There's a similar thing here to me with with our vision of it being through God's love. Right, there's right. a lot of reasons why we could evangelize. Mm-hmm. Because I guess I have to do it. Jesus said I had to. Jesus said I had to. Or, yeah, because we're right and they're wrong. Or we're better and they're worse. We want to prove them wrong. Yeah, yeah. That that sort of thing. And that's not authentic authentic evangelization. Authentic evangelization is done through God's love, and it is marked by authentic Christian joy. And I really think that... um, I really think that Pope Francis is right here in my <laughs> professional opinion. Is this like a golf doctorate. commentator all of a yeah. sudden? Well, it's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of like, um, I'm not like, oh, yep, good job. Yes, golf clap. Good job, uh, right. Pope Francis. No, I, I completely agree with him that our evangelization today has to be marked by joy because I think a lot of, we've talked in all sorts of contexts on Ignition, on your shows, in the work that we do in the Diocese of mm-hmm. Sioux Falls about the problem of apathy and indifference. Yeah. Most people just, when it comes to, I don't want to say religion, when it comes to Jesus Christ and a relationship with him and what he taught and what he offers us, most people are eh, yeah. in, indifferent. Yeah. In in the words of uh, a podcaster I listen to, totters and they can't be bothered. Right. They can't be, bo- yeah, yeah. Can't be bothered. Um, can't be bothered. The, the Sunday, one of the Sunday gospels right around now, I don't remember if it was last Sunday or this coming Sunday, the gospel is about, uh, Jesus tells the parable about the invitations that are sent out to the uh, wedding feast. Mm-hmm. And now people, people are like, I'm good. I, I right. got to take care of this. No, I got something. No, right. I'm sorry. I can't make uh, it. Indifferent. 
indifferentism and apathy with regard to the 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 Christian faith, to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think I've been long convinced um, with many others that the way to, the only way to break through apathy and indifference is by by Christians living lives of radical witness to Jesus Christ. And one of the hallmarks of radical witness to Jesus Christ is deep, authentic Christian joy. Right. That's why I completely agree with what the Holy Mm -hmm. Father is saying. Mm -hmm. Thoughts, questions, comments? I think think you're right on. Uh, so I wish to encourage the Christian faithful to embark upon a new chapter of evangelization marked by this joy while pointing out new paths for the church's journey in years to come. So in this document, he's going to remind us joy and then just say, hey, I've got some thoughts on um, how we can go about this in our current context mm-hmm. uh, for the world, for humanity here in the 20, when he wrote this 20 teens, uh, 2013, 14, somewhere in there is when this document came out. So in, in, in the times that we're living now, mm-hmm. some some thoughts on evangelization. Okay? Okay. Article one, done. Woo! We have 10 minutes for article two. <laughs> I want to get through article two. Okay. Um, but this 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 first chapter now, uh, so that for article one is sort of the preface. Our chapter one is titled, A Joy Ever New, A Joy Which Is Shared. And so within this, article two, Renee Kranz. Okay. The great danger in today's world, pervaded as it is, is by consumerism is the desolation and anguish born of a complacent yet covetous heart, the feverish pursuit of frivolous pleasures and a blunted conscience. Whenever our interior life becomes caught up in its own interests and concerns, there is no longer room for others, no place for the poor. God's voice is no longer heard. The quiet joy of his love is no longer felt and the desire to do good fades This is a very real danger for believers, too. Many fall prey to it and end up resentful, angry, and listless. That is no way to live a dignified and fulfilled life. It is not God's will for us, nor is it the life in the Spirit which has its source in the heart of the risen Christ. Okay, we're going to—I've been talking a lot the last two weeks, Renee. When you read, there's so many things in there that I love, but I, I'm, does anything in particular stand out to you in Article Two of this introduction? We're still in the introduction. It's a chapter one, but mm-hmm. still the introduction. Oh, I I just think the things he names. I mean, he just names all the things that he are name plaguing all the us. Yeah. He does not back down from that, nope. and um, yeah, that that you lose your connection to God with those things, but it's not what God wants for us. Yeah. Yeah. So God's voice is no longer when, when, when we live the way that we're living, mm-hmm. which he had, has named in the first part there, then he says, God's voice is no longer heard. The quiet joy of his love is no longer mm-hmm. felt and the desire to do good fades. Yeah. Oh, what else? Yeah. Mm. Well, okay. So that next sentence, this is a very real danger for believers too. Cause you can be thinking, Oh yeah, that's what people are doing. And it's like, Oh wait, Mm. Look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That might be what you're doing as well. Exactly. So that that the next sentence then many fall prey to it. So many believers fall prey to it and end up resentful, angry, mm-hmm. and then my favorite word of these three: listless. 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 So what? It's like, what, it's like what, a boat without oars. A, just kinda... a, boat, a boat is exactly the image <laughs> yeah. that came to my mind. Like, yeah, it's not really going anywhere. It's just laid out. It's yep. listing. It's yep. okay. yeah. It's not. Yeah, it might actually be like tipping, leaning. 
Yes. We're in the early days of the Titanic people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so many believers fall prey to this danger and end up resentful, angry, and listen. And, and, and I've seen that. I've seen that, unfortunately. Um, people who, in a, for a time in their lives, are really convicted about their faith in Jesus Christ, but then all, frankly, the way this usually happens is, there are two most common uh, I've seen. They think, on the one hand, they think the church should change right. in particular ways that she doesn't, in fact, can't. Right. And they get angry and bitter about that. Mm-hmm. But another way- I've seen way, that many times too. Yeah. But another way, I think for people who, so that's where people who usually like question or don't believe in everything the church teaches. That right. sh- they get caught up in, mm-hmm. in, in all the bad that's going on in mm-hmm. the church, in the world, and they become resentful and angry, and then ultimately listless. Um, I think it's St. Francis de Sales who said, you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Sure. And it's a real temptation to become, I don't know how you make vinegar into a... um, to an adjective here. It's really easy to become vinegary? a vinegar, a vinegary. <laughs> I, I, was thinking, I was thinking vinegarious. I like vinegarious better. I kind of do too. Uh, it's really easy word. to become a vinegarious Christian. <laughs> it's probably vinegary, but you don't catch many flies at all. If you're no. a vinegary, no. vinegarious Christian. Right. Um, great. Uh, I want to go back to the beginning of the article okay. because I think that first sentence, see what I did there? We covered pretty much the whole you thing. You just wanted to make sure you got through it all. We got, we got through, we, we, we touched on I see where things you're going. throughout the article. That's, that's a good plan. Thanks, I appreciate <laughs> that. The, this is, Pope Francis says, the great danger mm-hmm. in today's world. So this is what he's about to say is what he sees as the great danger in our world. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to trim the sentence. The great danger in today's world is the desolation and anguish born of a complacent yet covetous heart, born of the feverish pursuit of frivolous pleasures, born of a blunted conscience. The great danger. So there's, when you think of, of what a Pope might, how a, I, I love to this, like, you know, sort of fill in the blank thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if a Pope were to say the great danger in today's world is blank, how would you, how do you think he's going to fill in the blank? And there's all sorts of, all sorts of mm-hmm. true things that you could say are mm-hmm. dangers. The fact that the Holy father fills in the blank the way he does mm-hmm. here just to me is really striking. So the great danger is the desolation and anguish born of three things. The first one is a complacent yet covetous heart. So Renee, what's a complacent yet covetous heart? Do you think? Um, one that's not trying to love, but wants what everybody else has. Covetous. So covetous. Yes. So yes. I want, I want, I want yes. what you have. I want to take yeah. what you, right, right now I'm getting I like, can't uh, love you because I want what you have. What's his name? Yeah. What? My precious. Oh, uh, Smeagol. Who becomes known as something else. Gollum. Yes. Gollum. Gollum. Covetous. A covet. I want, I mm-hmm. crave for, but this is a heart. This is so the modern heart. I want, but I'm also really complacent. I'm good. We talked about this earlier. Eh, I'm good. Mm -hmm. So we we live our lives where we are both complacent. Eh, it's all good. I'm I'm good. 
I'm good. Though. Right. Th- things are good. And yet covetous. I want. You don't want more of the thing that is good for you. You want the things that are bad for yeah. you. Yeah. That's and, kind of that. And, and you're right. And, and yet I'm, but, and in the midst of there's a, there's a strange complacency too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like mediocr- that, mediocrity. Yeah. Yeah. Where you, you're going to say that's, something that's else. The, uh, To me, the, that, that meh is the thing is where you don't want the things that are good for you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the great danger in today's world is the desolation and anguish. I want to focus the desolation and anguish. Like the word desolation is it like, sucks to live that yeah. way. This complacent yet covetous heart is there's desolation and there's anguish. That's why last episode we talked about we numb ourselves. Mm-hmm. We distract ourselves because there's an anguish and a desolation. Yeah. There's a dissatisfaction with life lived this way. But our complacency keeps us from really doing any, trying yeah. to do anything about yep. that. It's just the kind of, I mean, there's a, it's a quiet despair. Yeah. When you think about the increases in suicide rates. Yeah. That comes out of desolation and anguish. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. By the way, we passed over, a, so far we've been passing over a, a clause earlier. So the great danger in today's world, pervaded as it is by consumerism. Mm-hmm. So the reason for this this complacent yet covetous heart uh, and, and how it leads to des, uh, desolation and anguish is because we live in a world that it, what's, what's the, perva- that's pervaded, pervaded by consumerism. Amen, dear holiness. Yes, yes. Um, our world is indeed pervaded by consumerism. Gimme, 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 yep. gimme. Yep. That that by the accumulation of goods. Just look at all the ads on your Facebook feed while while you're there. And what do they all <laughs> promise? Yes. Satisfaction, yes. happiness, fulfillment, but they're all false promises. Yes. Yes. But but that's our world. The, 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 the great lie, or one of the great lies of our world is that stuff will fulfill mm-hmm. us. That yep. stuff will make us happy. Yep. And and when we th- really think about that, um, unless you're a teenager, <laughs> you know that that doesn't, because you've tried it. Most, right. most yeah. of us been there, done that. How's it working out for you? Yeah, not so great. Not so great. But but we don't, I can't hear you right now talking Christian because I'm complacent and I'm covetous. And I want my stuff. And again, I said Christian, I get you Christian, but as remember the Holy Father says, many believers succumbed right. to the, this, this right. as well. For sure. Um, so desolation, anguish born of complacency, it covers heart, the feverish pursuit of frivolous pleasures. So I love how English, the, the people who translated it, okay, maybe they got the commas wrong, but they got the, alliter- they nailed the yeah. alliteration. Yep. The feverish pursuit of frivolous pleasures. So we're going to allow this to be, as we got a minute left, the closing thought here. And and we were just touching on this, but Mm -hmm. the feverish pursuit of frivolous pleasures. I I, I love the imagery that Mm -hmm. that evokes. Mm -hmm. Feverish. We are feverish about in our pursuit of pleasures that are absolutely frivolous. Why am I so, why am I standing in line for a phone for days? (laughs) Or even a movie. Or even a movie. And I love movies. Yes. That's why I say that, because I know you love movies. Right. So, yeah. 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 Jesus offers us something different, mm-hmm. a way out of the desolation, a way out of the anguish, a life marked by deep, authentic, and aborting joy, abiding joy. And that's what comes from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. 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 Folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Once again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any questions about today's episode or ideas for future ones. And until next time, may God bless you.